set. Places, everybody. And action. You're listening to Black Girl Film Club, a podcast where two black women discuss movies. On today, on this week's episode, we're going to be discussing Sound of My Voice from 2011, directed by Zhao Fatmanglij, starring Britt Marling and two white people. Um, <laughs> oh. and, I'm Brittany. <laughs> and I'm Ashley. I'm Ashley, y'all. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I apologize for beginning yet another episode like this. Um, Ashley and I were talking a little bit about the movie before we hit record, and <laughs> that leftover goofiness kind of roll over. Um, and I'm sorry. Um, so. <laughs> We're in June and we're continuing with our cult theme. Um, So we talked a little bit about it during our last episode on the Wicker Man about like how we landed on here. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, well, maybe I did suggest both of them. Um, I know I looked into this one, um, this particular movie, because it, was a little different from all the other movies that came up when we went to do like some research on movies about cults. And I was like, hmm, this seems pretty interesting. I wonder what it's about. Mm-hmm. So we watched it and uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's a movie. And I'm not saying this like I didn't like it, but um, yeah, it's strange. It, yeah, it got, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's honestly, yeah. So, <laughs> actually, do you want to, like, kind of explain what the movie is about? So, the basic premise of this movie is there is uh, a couple that is has decided to, like, infiltrate a cult. So... We don't see like parts of the the early preparation, but it's like discussed like in the film. But basically, they have stumbled upon this cult um, for reasons which are not actually stumbled because they actually have there is purpose to why they picked this cult specifically. The they basically want to have some sort of like investigative journalism <laughs> escapade, and they want to um, infiltrate this cult and I guess get enough like evidence on film of the cult leader and all her like beliefs and um various like rituals and expose the cult to like like national attention and make a documentary over like what they you know saw while they're trying to infiltrate this cult they also seem like they are starting to get um varying degrees of i guess sucked into the cult like they start they start i guess What's the right term? I guess they start, like, kind of start believing in what the cults kind of stands for. And they start to, I guess, like, lose themselves in the cult. While also um, we learn, like, more about, like, what the cult leader, it, um, like, her motivations or what we think her motivations and all kinds of stuff. So I think the the 
like sound of my voice works a little differently from the wicker man because we see more of like this is like a cult like a destructive kind of cult like this isn't like just we have like because i okay so i was listening to a podcast and they talked about how there are (laughs) cults they're cults i'm always listening to a podcast but like there's cults about like that are like your typical like your manson families your moonies your you know heaven's gate and like the branch of idiots all those kind of cults and then there's like cults that surround like surround a specific like uh saint or like deity so like there's people who like venerate like the virgin mary and saint jude like a lot of them are i a lot of the examples i found were like catholic saints so not necessarily like god or jesus but like you know other figures um within the catholic church that are but there's also like folk saints and that kind of thing so i feel like that's more of like the wicker man whereas this like sound of my voice is definitely like your classic like manipulative um getting you to like isolate yourself and like put your faith in like a very (laughs) uh out there idea and sort of like i guess like put all your faith and trust in like this one person to like deliver you and like be the savior of mankind so i don't really know how to like like i don't really know my feelings about this movie still like i probably come out while we're talking about it but like as i'm sitting here now i'm kind of like i don't know if it worked necessarily like i liked some parts of it um because there's like easily recognizable things that i've seen like in other cults like real life Mm -hmm. cults but then also like there's some parts of this movie i'm like what is going on? <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, it's like, it's basically that simple. It's like a, a, a guy and his girlfriend try to infiltrate a cult and kind of get a little sucked in um, without meaning mm-hmm. to, essentially. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Sorry for that long-winded reply. <laughs> um, I, I honestly, if, I feel the same way. I felt mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know how to feel about it. Like I honestly, there were ser- several things that I liked about it, but mm-hmm. there was some definite like drawbacks to it. Yeah, and for me personally, like of course we're going to get into like the plot of the movie, but one thing that I felt was a drawback and when I went to go kind of like do some research about it, it kind of made a little bit more sense, but Mm -hmm. I felt like the length of the movie wasn't what I needed it to be. Mm -hmm. I felt like, so I felt like the movie is like an hour, 25 minutes. I Yeah, about that much. It could have benefited a little bit more by maybe like being like an hour 45 it would have definitely benefited. I hate to say this because I'm like honestly kind of tired of three hour movies, but I felt like if it was a cute little, like if it was a cute two hour movie, I feel like they would have had more room to work with it. Um, because like the movie starts after they have already infiltrated the cult. So, mm-hmm. so like if they, like if I had like maybe like a good 20 minutes of them being more like going to however you get recruited into this cult, 
And before you go mm-hmm. to the next step, I felt like that would have been a better thing. Um, but when I was looking up like the background of the movie, it, it seems like the director and Britt Marling, they wrote it together and mm-hmm. it seemed like their initial intentions was to make the movie a web series. So mm. like when you think of it in that particular kind of structure, the length, and the content kind of makes a little bit more sense. But mm-hmm. then decided to try to make it a feature film. So they kind of like used what they had for the movie. And that was like a drawback. Uh-huh. Um, so like the movie begins with a couple, Peter and Lorna. Um, okay, I'm glad you knew they, their names because I was about to be like, uh, those white people. <laughs> yeah, so these two white people, the white man and the white lady, <laughs> they like they're a couple. And one thing that I didn't quite get was like, Peter is a substitute teacher, mm-hmm. and Lorna is a. Uh, she seems she's like she's like a. a tr- a trust friend baby, right? Like a heiress? I I think she is, but I think she also, like, they mentioned, like, she wants to be a writer, but, like, she's not really doing anything because she's essentially kept, <laughs> not by Peter, but, like, more like her parents. Because um, she's, like, a typical, like, L.A. party girl, and, um, which I was confused. I was like, how did y'all get together? But, like, <laughs> yeah, that's what, that's exactly what I was thinking about, because, no offense, <laughs> but... Like, where can where can I meet like a heir to like a lot of money because I'm broke and have health right. issues? Like, bruh, can I get some of that healthcare? <laughs> like, that sounds like where do you meet uh, a heiress like that? Like, where where I gotta go? Where I need to start hanging out? I but don't know. they're Fancy together. LA parties, coffee shop. <laughs> let me jot down some notes because i'll be visiting those places um but (laughs) they're a couple and i don't know like i didn't get that peter had like an actual interest like i'm just like being a teacher to fund my like film career i I don't Mm -hmm. know hit none of the characters outside of um, Maggie, who is Britt Marling, the cult leader, were really defined too much. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. everybody was bland, like um, mayo jars or unbaked bread. So, Gosh. yeah, I was like, oh, that that was another hindrance of the movie. But anyway, so they're a couple. They're filming, and the movie starts with them. Like going over their background, you see um, Lorna partying and Peter talking about, yeah, girl, she was on drugs and stuff. And then she got her life right. And now we trying to do this thing together. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. Um, But what kind of got me hooked was seeing them prepare for their next step. So Mm -hmm. their next step was to shower like shower and cleanse themselves so they could go meet um, Maggie, the cult leader. So they showered. They were dressed in all white. They went outside, met this creepy dude. He put a blindfold over their heads and put them in a car 
and drove them to where Maggie was. And I was like, ooh, girl, ooh, this is about to be super interesting. What's going on? I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. I was like super excited to see how this cult works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then, like, in prepping for, like, the meeting, they realized that um, Peter... He wears glasses or he wore glasses in like to film everything without, you know, anyone's knowledge. Is that what he did? Okay. I missed that part where like how they got the camera in there because I know like later on they talk about they didn't get the right footage or like it was too, or I guess the sound didn't come out right. Something was wrong and I didn't even, I was like, is that, is that the, the, like, where did you stuff the camera? But I guess, yeah, he he had, like, spy glasses or something. He, and, okay. Embra. So, the next part. So, he had his little camera ga- glasses that most times, like, creeps use. Mm. And they realized that the camera wouldn't work too mm-hmm. well, like, the way they needed it to be, without the transmitter. Oh, so yeah, that was a big scene. <laughs> he swallows the transmitter. Mm-hmm. And they go about their business. So, bruh. Okay. So everybody goes to meet Maggie. Mm-hmm. And they're all in a basement of somebody's house. And she's there. She's dressed in white. And what's, what's interesting about her is she has a, re- like, a oxygen machine. Mm-hmm. Um, So she's just hanging out there. Like, there are other people around her. And everybody is like awestruck to see her because apparently they've heard so much about her and they're just really there to get the knowledge from her. And uh, this is where I laugh like a sea witch. Oh, God. Uh, (laughs) Because like in her introduction to um, the cult, like you find out that the reason why everyone is dressed um, with all white and why she asked them to shower is because she has an illness and she doesn't want like contaminants coming in to aggravate it, basically. Mm-hmm. And t- she comes in and she says she's been to the year 3000. Much Girl, and, and they live and they live <laughs> underwater. <laughs> and my great 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 granddaughter is doing fine. But <laughs> Brad, Brad, so <laughs> I'm sorry, I like the Jonas brothers, y'all. <laughs> but okay. So her backstory is I guess she was on she was out there and she woke up at a hotel naked mm-hmm. and she was like, Where am I? When am I? Who am I? And she just got up and she was like, what's going on? And she couldn't figure out. And she looked down at her arm or her leg or something. And she saw the number 54. And she was like, I am from the year 2054. Yeah, she's an anchor tattoo. Too. So she says that it's the, the sign of the traveler. And I was like, it looks like a basic ass tattoo that you got when you were like 16, but like it means something. It had meaning. <laughs> she, so she is from the future, according to her. 
And she has traveled back in time to prepare people who, for the future that she doesn't remember, apparently. Um, yeah. So, like she says, it's like riddled with war. There's famine and a struggle. And that she's so important that she came back to get her followers to help make the world in the future a better place, I guess. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when she left the hotel, she met some old dude and he he's the guy that they they meet at the beginning and they do that okay the secret schoolyard handshake (laughs) we have to talk about that (laughs) like they do like this weird like initiate not initiate i guess initiation like thing and so like every time like somebody came in you had to do like like they had to do the handshake but it's like when you would do like miss mary mack like on the playground when you were like like in second grade or whatever because it it started normal like not well not normal but like it started like okay there's some weird mystical shit but then they started doing this weird like patty cake yeah and i was like girl that is that is the playground right there like i i know that that hand shake thing that is not new where did she get that from <laughs> so i was like but it, it was so goofy i was like that is so like like it's instantly recognizable for someone who was like like a kid in the 90s <laughs> like I don't, I don't understand i don't understand like what but it's funny because it's like isn't it supposed to be serious <laughs> it's so serious but there are a couple like moments in this movie where I just laugh. Like the mm. first one was like, I'm from the future. And I was like, girl, girl, <laughs> girl okay, Maggie. Okay. <laughs> they name people Maggie in the future. Okay. Okay. Know, right? <laughs> Your name need to be like Zalit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> Zalit. Like Zorel or Kyle, you know, some Superman stuff. Not like Maggie. Maggie. Not like Margaret. They're like Mm. extra old. Mm. But Ashley, like, have you ever thought, like, in like the year 2054, how like we're going to have like old ass lady names? Oh my God. There's no one named Ashley. (laughs) And like, (laughs) elderly ass Brittany. Oh God! Oh my God! When I was in uh, in high school, there was a girl. She was like super annoying, <laughs> and like she was like I forgot how we got on the subject one time, but um, there were, oh, she's was talking about baby names for some reason, and she was like, "I want to name my baby Eleanor," and everybody was like, "Girl, that's an old lady's name." <laughs> she said, <laughs> "We started clowning her, and she started crying." <laughs> <laughs> This is like in my like my art classes. This is like there was like a lot of white kids in that class, but there was also like you know me and a couple of my friends. Oh, <laughs> and she but... did not like us at all. But like there was a girl in that class whose name her name is Annie, and she was like, "Yeah, dude, my name is old. Like I have a grandma name. Like my name won't fit until I'm like in my sixties. <laughs> I got a while to go for this to work." But that girl was tore up. I mean, Eleanor is cute, but like, is it? Is it on the on the playground? Will it, it be cute on the playground? Is it? 
You better call that baby Ellie or something, because Eleanor. Thinking, I think that's what she would probably do with a girl. Would be like, no, call me Eleanor. Don't, don't. Or she didn't know calling her Nora or something terrible. Ooh, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, my goodness. Let Honestly, her be born I, in the 21st century. Like, let her sound like she was born in the 21st century. <laughs> like, Christ. You name your kid Eleanor or Sharon or Karen, they are born like 35 years old. Like, it's, <laughs> you, you don't have an infant Eleanor. Like, <laughs> not since 1901 have you had an infant Eleanor. <laughs> No. Don't do no. that to your kids. Be I know, I'm edgy. Always like, like I'm always me. like, hey, so like, why would you do that to your kid? You know your kids go on the playground, right? Like, you know how mean <laughs> kids are? I remember how mean kids are, and they're not. They haven't gotten any nicer as the years have gone on. So like, why would you do that? Like, think ahead. <laughs> Bruh. So Maggie is from the quote-unquote future. The future. Um, but what I found interesting about her is like how she got her followers to do a lot of stuff. Mm. And um, I know Ashley got me hooked back into Colts, a podcast podcast starring Greg and like Vanessa. Vanessa. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to Colts. Um, <laughs> so, we make fun of that show, but I, okay, I listen to that podcast, like, all the time. Like, I'm always happy. I'm like, oh, my God, my stories are on every Tuesday. <laughs> like, my stories. It's always, like, there's only, like, one or two episodes of, like, that podcast. I'm like, eh, this is all right. But usually, like, I'm like, girl, this is fascinating. And they got, like, 800 different podcasts between them because they all, I think all they do, like, they're professional podcast hosts, which is, like, a weird concept to me <laughs> for some reason right, if you make money doing it i'll do it too like hi yeah. guys you're listening to black people cults with britney on this <laughs> week's episode <laughs> they have like they have like at least like i feel like they have like six different podcasts that they host between them I'm like damn how much time do you have i guess well, i don't think they write the show i think they just like host it so like it's it's a little easier whereas like you know some of us yeah, are doing out, it out here. All here by yourself. Doing it for ourselves. So like <laughs> but yeah, but um but yeah, cults is like I I like the show. But yeah, go go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so like Maggie from the future, future Maggie, has like her own garden basically. Mm-hmm. Um so she her followers grow her own fruits for her like her all of the food that she eats is grown by them mm-hmm. um and they never really one thing that i noticed they didn't really have too many rules like yeah they didn't really they didn't really go into like what they had to do to like to stay in the with, cult really yeah. and they didn't have like a big like like a lot of um a big thing about cults is like they have to grow their i guess membership it sounds weird i feel like there's a better way to say that but um that's a membership yeah because i was okay so i was listening (laughs) i was listening to cults this morning and vanessa said (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that is like a big that's like a really important part of cults because if you don't grow like your commune or whatever that um there's like less of a chance of survival like the the bigger mm-hmm. it is the um 
stronger the chance of survival, which makes sense for like a lot of things. But um, it's also weird because like usually like growing the um, growing the cult usually involves like more and more like abusive things and like really weird um asks of people which they also go into too because like usually which they we see in this movie is like when somebody asks you for something that's really like outrageous but they like they kind of pose it as an ultimatum and a lot of people will like follow through with it because they feel like it's such a big task and responsibility that it proves their loyalty to the group and so that's why you know if a cult leader is like, here, go and, I don't know, grow me food and build me a house. Like, if you ask me that right now, I'll be like, girl, I'm not doing that. But, like, if you want to, like, prove my my usefulness to the group, you're like, yeah, I'll, I'll go do it. And especially, like, if you, if you, like, believe in the cause and that kind of thing or, like, you've been brainwashed into believing in the cause, like, like it, it makes sense for you to try to um, help out in any way you, you can to make yourself useful and also, like, there's a whole big like group dynamic to it where you're you're like in cults a lot of the way that they keep you in the cult is like they strip you of your individuality and your like ties to people outside of the group so that all you know is just like the hive mind I guess and mm-hmm. and so people will try to stay in the group or like you know prove themselves useful by um basically by any means necessary like if if it is for the group then they will work and do their hardest to stay no matter what the ask is which i mean for some cults it is insane like what they will tell people to do but like you know if you're in it like you are in it it's very hard to get people to like snap out of the mindset which is crazy because you think like if you're like you know in your 20s or something and like you you know your brain has been developing all this time or even people like in their like like forties, like I've heard of like people joining cults like when they're like in their, you know, forties, fifties, and everything they know is like thrown out the window, and they like have basically like reprogrammed their brains to follow like one person's idea of like what's right and what's wrong. It's kind of nuts because once they do that, it's really hard to change that, even though you've had all like all this other like developmental like knowledge and like interactions with the society like i don't know like a year with a cult will like screw you for life so like this is okay sorry to derail everybody but i i'm not a Brittany is not a professional uh psychologist girl she has that's a research episode no like okay so like when i was in in school one thing that i learned with um psychology is like there are certain stages of development that everyone goes through Mm -hmm. um and depending on your success in each stage um you you end up certain places in life Mm -hmm. and that's not a good thing you know it's not like a bad thing or anything like that Mm -hmm. but what i this is this isn't like a professional professional opinion but this is um something that i've like noticed when you look at like people who are recruited into cults Mm -hmm. sometimes like when you mention someone like in later adulthood Mm -hmm. um sometimes if you haven't been able to 
one, establish your own sense of identity, which is usually done in your teenage years. Like Mm -hmm. um, in adolescence is usually when people try on, I don't want to say try on different personalities or anything like that, but they try on different things as they forge their own identity. Mm -hmm. It's not a phase, mom. For example, look at Drake. We looking at Drake. Stop. (laughs) He's still still going through it. He's like 32 or something. No. (laughs) He's a grown man still going through it. We've already seen his like dance hall Jamaican stage. Mm. And now we're back into, I guess, this is like post-Degrassi Degrassi stage now. I thought he's in his bounce Creole phase. Oh, yeah. That's where we are with Drake right now. So like he people typically do that in high school. So like you for me, what did I do? Oh, I went through my Jamaican Drake phase when I was like 14, 15, where I listened to like nothing but like dance hall music, watch dance hall queen. I thought I too could survive in a dance hall setting. Never oh, no. adventured there, but I know I don't <laughs> have the heart for that kind of dancing. Um <laughs> My bones too brittle. I don't want to die out there. So, but that's something that you do when you're growing up to find out who you are as a person. Um, but like some people don't do that, mm-hmm. and when they get later in life, they might still be trying to figure out who they are, or mm-hmm. like they haven't foraged their like created their own community. So they're seeking places of acceptance and a lot of cults provide Mm -hmm. that acceptance, but it's usually, as you said, destructive or manipulative and Mm -hmm. bringing it back to sound of my voice. um, I Maggie needed more rules. Like she didn't have any hard rules. And according to Greg and Vanessa, if a cult doesn't have, like some hardcore rules they don't last long like mm-hmm. i feel like the more structured stricter core um cults typically have longevity like we're talking 20 years like uh or more like cults started back in like the 80s still popping today um mm-hmm. and i felt like if if the movie had more time we could have seen like the progression, I felt like Peter and um mm-hmm. baby girl coming into their like the the change was a little too quick, like from a uh, meeting Maggie to being like, Oh yeah, we about to go with her plan was a little too quick. You didn't see her really manipulate them enough to the point that happens later in the movie. So like yeah because like okay like at the end of their first at the end of their first um i guess the first meeting or whatever like like you can kind of see like that lorna is more like hey so like what if she really is from the future and peter is like um are you a sucker like what are you talking about like peter literally says like they the people in the group are like weak and they're looking for meaning and like she and like Maggie's a con artist and stuff, which is like a thing too, is like a lot of um a lot of cult 
like recruitment recruitment tactics like prey on people prey upon people who are going through like a significant change in their life or like so you have like college kids who are kind of like on the cusp of going out into the professional world and like they've been in school and like usually their worldview has changed um not always but you know for the most part your worldview is challenged in college and so that's like a good place usually to start because like you said they're still kind of figuring out who they are in that setting as well um but then you also have people who are like have gotten divorced or like going through something significantly traumatic and they're kind of like i don't know where to turn like you know the things i thought like were stable in my life are no longer stable so i am looking for someone that you know makes sense and like kind of gives like my purpose on the earth like some meaning which i think like we don't really find out enough about the rest of the group and like why they join so i don't really know like how much does this apply to like maggie's group of people because most of the time we we don't really meet most of the people in the group or like the times that we do meet them it's very like brief or it's like specific they're like there for a specific like <laughs> part of the scene like we don't really learn anything else about them or like why did i join the group or whatever well no there's that one lady but i cannot remember why she joined the older lady yeah like the one who was like doing the tests and stuff but like okay we got to take your blood oh, for whatever reason yeah joanne her name is joanne <laughs> you also well, he also don't meet child joannes too often either joannes are born 50 and older okay. <laughs> she was an older lady too but but i don't um i don't remember what they said like her reasoning is i think it was kind of something similar like she was kind of like tired of her 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 life at that point not tired of her life but like i think she had been like working maybe in the same career for a while and she just like wasn't finding any like meaning in it but i don't really remember like if how they how she ends up meeting maggie or meeting klaus or whoever and getting you know drawn into the cult so um a lot of people's motivations are kind of like shaky but essentially what i'm trying to say is that like people like at the beginning of the movie like you can kind of see like lorna is kind of like on shaky sort of like eh, i kind of believe but i don't really know but i'm like open to it and then like peter's like no this there the, we, we are here for a purpose all of maggie's you know stories and stuff that's bullshit we're just here to make this movie i'm here to get famous <laughs> oh actually mm. i remember why he oh see this is how dry like some of the characters are so i realized mm. i just remember why he was all like no she she a lying asshole like she he was oh yeah yeah because of his mom raised in a, either he was raised in a cult or his mom was a member of a cult and he thought it was like all bullshit yeah yeah his mom okay so his mom was like a new age like a member of a new age cult and the typical thing about cults is they do not believe in modern medicine <laughs> which is a problem because usually they're like here pray harder and you know your cancer will go away or pray harder and you know you'll your broken leg will fix itself or whatever like they they don't believe in going to doctors or taking pills shout out to xenu and all that bullshit release your thetans and you'll be healed (laughs) release them thetans there's so many times where like there's like that one time when 
where that lady like she died um because they she was like severely dehydrated i think she needed to go to the doctor but they like wouldn't let her and i think they were just like here take these vitamins and herbs and minerals or whatever and then she like died because she was like so dehydrated and i think they just like had her in the room and they like wouldn't let her go to the doctor and i'm like dude that's insane and like why would you you can't pray it away man i'm sorry (laughs) you can't not all modern medicine is like good for you and like of course you're just like you know it's it's good to be skeptical sometimes because sometimes like here we can give you a pill and you take it and you know you'll be fine but like also like like please go to the doctor (laughs) if you can yes if you have the ability to especially if you have cancer (laughs) so yeah um yeah but she so yeah his mother died like right before like the day before his 13th birthday so he's kind of like and in a way like out for it to like avenge his mother but then we also see later is that that so this whole scene <laughs> but basically they are doing like this exercise like this philosophical exercise where they he, like maggie makes them eat an apple right and then mm-hmm. um she's like she's i don't know how she's she's basically saying like the apple is like a bunch of like toxic stuff and you don't have to have the apple and so then there's like this whole big scene where like like one of the um one of the other girls in the in the group like she spits at the apple and maggie's like oh that's pathetic and then she like the girl did like pukes up the apple and then maggie calls her committed which is like a big manipulative like tactic and then like the rest of the group decides to like all puke up their apples so there's, there's like a scene for like three minutes of this movie where like they're all like, <laughs> yeah, like it's, it's a lot like it's, it's very like it's a little graphic and like and and then maggie's like oh y'all you guys are purifying yourself and so peter doesn't throw up the apple partially because he won't throw up the transmitter because he, he swallowed the transmitter <laughs> with, like, with like a piece of bread or something and then maggie yeah. starts like you know, starting in on him, and she's like, "Why do you like being lame?" And Peter's like, "I guess I'm just weak or whatever." And so Maggie's like insulting him, talking about who took your power away from you, and like basically, Pete, like they're going back and forth with each other. Peter is like, oh, "Girl, Peter, why, <laughs> why people?" He called her a cunt, which I was like, "Oh, excuse me." <laughs> <laughs> All right, sir. And then he threatens to hit her in the face, and I was like, "Okay, this is a lot. It was a lot." lot. This is a lot. And then, like, so basically, Maggie has, he, Maggie figures out that, um, that Peter lived with his grandparents after his mother died. He didn't, like, move in with his dad. And, like, there's a, like, it's strongly implied that, like, his grandfather, I believe, like, sexually uh, abused him because he was, like, <sighs> there was, like, a whole big thing. It was, like, the, the scene, like, drags on for, like, like, 10 minutes or something. And then, okay, why did she say, did he make you swallow his poison? That was so uncomfortable. So uncomfortable. I was like, oh. And so basically she's like, Maggie's like, oh, well, Peter, you were powerless then. But, you know, you can let that all go with the group. And Peter, like, goes and uses up the apple. But, like, also he's crying and stuff. So, like, essentially there's more to just, like, his than, than him avenging his mother's death and kind of getting back at like the new age cult of her inspiring her to not get medicine um when she really needed it but also like it's kind of like a personal avengement too because like if she hadn't died he wouldn't have to go with his grandparents which we never find out if that's actually true 
because Peter's like, oh, that wasn't true. Like he tells Lorna later, he's like, that wasn't true. That was just, but those are some real ass tears, okay? Like there was some real ass tears. And also like- and, uh, his- Peter ain't that good of an actor, bruh. He a substitute teacher. Yeah. And then also he like, he basically from that point on, he like starts getting like really like invested in Maggie and starts like really trying to like get, like he gets close to her because then Maggie starts asking him for like stuff. Um, but yeah, like he, like everybody like is hugging him after he barfs up the apple or not the apple. He didn't eat anything. So he just like barfs up just stuff and a transmitter yeah, brand of the, the transmitter tra- yes he he there's a scene where he grabs the transmitter out of the puke and it's kind of gross so like but yeah it's like a super like um like classic manipulation tactic like you know making you say oh you can have the power if you're in the group but you don't you know if you feel powerless all you need to do is just join the group and you know invest yourself in the group and you'll feel like more powerful like you you know it, it it's like a sense of like false empowerment i guess because if you're taking these people who are traumatized or dealing with like a lot of like stress and like major life changes and you're like you can feel empowered with this group and with me i can help you then you know it fosters like a lot more reliance on the cult leader than you would typically because like again if you ask me to barf up an apple i'd be like hey no thank you (laughs) Like, I won't be doing that. I'm, I'm good. I'm so, good. like, one thing that I thought kind of was weird too is like, all of the members were allowed to go home. So, like, yeah, you hang out in the basement with Maggie for like a weekend, like a Saturday afternoon, and then you go back to your life. Which I was like, uh, all right, yeah, that's, that's so, not typical either. I was like, that's weird. But Peter is a substitute teacher and he works at a school and he gets a new student, I think. And her name is Abigail. And mm-hmm. all the other kids kind of like make fun of her and uh, bully her. And he kind of like steps in to kind of like stop it. Mm-hmm. And he, honestly, when watching it, I kind of like thought nothing of it, but it does come back a little later. Mm-hmm. Um, so like a lot of the cult activities are like weekend retreats mm-hmm. <laughs> and the one, the one scene that, <laughs> that oh, I no. really <laughs> enjoy was like Maggie, like had everybody, um, mm-hmm. sit in like crisscross applesauce on the mm-hmm. carpet in the basement. And she was like, let me sing you a song that's, uh really important in the future Allow okay me to sing me the song of my people <laughs> <laughs> she's like wait was it like oh baby do you know what that's okay it's like okay what's the let me find it because <laughs> it's by the cranberries oh it mom, was linger <laughs> okay yeah so like my mom was watching it with me and like she like get popped it and i was like is this like a real song because i was like this sounds so like 90s pop or whatever Ooh. and um my mom was like that is the cranberries you know, I'm such a fool for you <laughs> you got me wrapped around your finger well it was like okay yeah. so anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh okay oh okay yeah okay okay i found it so like 
the the reason why this hollow seed happens is because um like maggie's talking about like you know uh how like it will be in the future because somebody asked like is there gonna be a civil war in the future <laughs> and my thought first was like oh god are we going to wait are we having a race war in the future <laughs> yes yes obviously <laughs> maybe we might have a race in like six months, bruh. Like, Lord. <laughs> Lord. That race ruler is definitely on the calendar. 2054 is here <laughs> today. <laughs> so, so she's describing the future, which is weird because she's talking about how there's war, but also like people are going to move to the countryside and there's not going to be a lot of technology, but it's going to be a lot of live music. And I was like, this sounds nice. Like, what are you, what is the message here? Is it shitty in the future or is it like nice in the future? Like, stop playing and a guy is like oh can you give us like a song or something from that time like you know sing us a song from the future and she's like <laughs> she's like oh she's all like bashful like no i can't stop stop again and then she starts singing and then like <laughs> um she sings you know i guess dreams by the cranberry and <laughs> And the guy, they're one of the guys there who is like, okay, he's like the only, is he the only Asian guy, I think? Because yeah. him and him him and his girlfriend or his wife, Christine, I think her name is Christine, they came with Peter and Lorna to like the first meeting. So they were like the other couple that was like welcomed into the group at the same time. But they, yeah, he, Lamb is like, hey, so that's like an actual song. Like what, that's from the 90s. Like, what do you, like that song kind of like. 92 93 so what are you doing (laughs) she's like she's like um well i wasn't born in the 90s and i was like girl come on now (laughs) (laughs) she's so like i had never heard that song before pull it together if there's no technology then how did you hear the song in 2054 like does it pass down to the generations maybe but like you're not gonna claim it so then he's like, oh, yeah, he asked them if they if she can tell them something very specific from 2054. And that's when Maggie is like super insulted. And she's like, OK, well, when were you born? And he's like, I was born in like 79. And he's like, OK, well, then sing me a song from something 20 years before you were born. And can you do that? And he's like, well, uh, and they go back and forth a little bit. And she's like, oh, Peter or not Peter Lamb, just leave. <laughs> but then like lamb is like leaving like i think like he has like people like like she actually has people like escort him out like physically escort him out and he's like well christine come on and christine stays which is classic behavior classic she looks at him like that fake terio meme that little boy are you looking at me? Uh, are you talking to me? <laughs> she practically just put her hand up and covered her face and like turned her head. So she did so, see him. <laughs> so he got kicked out. He's like that Mariah Carey gif that I suddenly I can't read. <laughs> I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah but yeah so lamb gets kicked out and like that's like a big thing in cults where they will separate people by um like they will separate families especially if like you have like a family member who does not believe 
versus a family member who does like if you're like a couple or whatever because a lot of times in, in cults too like celibacy is like a a big thing like you can't just have like like non-marital relationships like if you're not married then like why are y'all y'all shouldn't be interacting like they work very hard to like discourage bonds in that way but they also like <laughs> like like they will also like if there's like a non-believer in the couple like they will highly highly discourage that relationship from continuing because it means that like if you know if you have your like your boyfriend or whatever and he's like hey so this sounds like bullshit <laughs> there's a strong chance that you'll leave because your bonds are really strong versus your bonds to, like the actual group so <laughs> Like, they, like, Christine is like, hey, I'm staying. Like, uh, she's not leaving, which I think is, like, insane because it's like, what is Maggie promising you other than, like, the future is going to suck, but there's, like, the cranberries. Like, <laughs> <laughs> there's live music. There's, like, Coachella and the cranberry. Like, I don't know what she's, <laughs> I don't understand. Like, like, they never really, like, describe like why i guess it's hard to figure out like why that people that people like trust in maggie other than she has like a very like i guess quote unquote like magnetic personality but like also like but she kind of don't like not really she's like any like kind of like spacey white girl yeah yeah you can see her at a whole foods bro oh yeah she definitely mm. has like stared out in space thinking about kale or some shit. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> like it's just so. <laughs> oh gosh! Like, oh my god! My god! I don't. I don't. I don't know. But like, she. Okay. So. So. Okay. When I was like listening to like stuff about Heaven's Gate and stuff, like this also kind of reminded me of that because there was a. They kind of explained like why people sort of got into these kind of like alien cults, like especially like in the seventies, because it was kind of like at a time where people were kind of shedding that whole sort of generational like this is what i've been taught to believe like forever like this is what my family believed forever so you know this offers like a new alternative um but also like like it's like a different like i guess people are more into like more into like science like science i guess like i guess they wanted to like not like they wanted something that felt more grounded in like reality but so like somehow space aliens kind of fit that description so i wonder like if, if this is kind of like a thing where people like i i i want something to i want to feel more spiritual but i i don't really subscribe to what i've already like what is mainstream or like you know the, the I, major religions that are out there right now or did like did maggie make them feel special enough that because they never even met her so i don't understand like what they didn't really feel, go into like what compelled I feel them. like that see that's another lacking point mm. but i feel like um a lot of those like new age cults mm-hmm. kind of started from like a byproduct of like <laughs> world war Two. you know a lot of the baby boomers were born after um mm-hmm. like in the mid to late 40s so they mm-hmm. were coming of age 
in the late 60s mm-hmm. and um that's when you kind of start experimenting with different types of pseudosciences mm-hmm. so like that's a great when, word <laughs> um that's when people started kind of like researching how I'm drawing a blank on the word but like hip, like hypnosis um telekinesis yeah there was um, a there was a big thing about like paranormal um I guess they're eating like in the paranormal yeah, paranormal activity <laughs> like that that's kind of came around like the same time like kind of starting to I guess look towards other um belief systems and sort of like unexplained like not ex- unexplained but like maybe like like pseudoscience like what you said was like a really good way of putting it because I guess you know they're kind of trying to explore like other avenues of spirituality other than like you know a mostly Christian outlook which is like you know I guess up until like a, a point would be like the the norm for people especially in this country yeah and like that's also like a rise in um studies into um eastern religions like mm-hmm. um Buddhism and Hinduism mm-hmm. um because it offered something a little different than what we had in like most western religions mm-hmm. um also you got to think about uh drug use mm, um yeah. during that particular point in time they were doing like how would Eh. don't quote me on this guys i am not a professional psychologist i've done (laughs) i've done some research in my like several years of education but like that's when like around the time they start doing uh, more studies with psychotropic drugs Mm -hmm. like and whether or not they have a medicinal merit so like seeing like the outcomes of like LSD and Mm -hmm. things to see how you would regulate them. Like if they could be used um, for medical purposes. Mm -hmm. Um, And I feel like that kind of plays into a lot of, um, well, some of, especially like some of the new age cults. Mm -hmm. Cause you find like when you're looking into different cults, how like they use drugs and I feel like Heaven's Gate was a cult that used drugs to have a a higher experience. Not not no pun intended, but like a I, I guess I would say like a more quote unquote enlightened experience. Yeah. Um, that connects you to something a little like something outside of yourself. If that makes any sense. Okay, I just Googled Heaven's Gate. And the term I was looking for was, like, UFO cults, which is, like, a mm-hmm. thing. And, like, it was, like, kind of, you know, trying to um find, like, a higher existence. And also, like, a lot of these things, like, merged, like, common, you know, I guess, Christian, um, what is the word? I am blanking out today. My goodness. Sort of Beliefs. Like- yeah, Christian beliefs, or but found. also with like science fiction, which is like comes across like a lot. Like I don't, it's really odd to me sometimes when science fiction makes such like a huge, like takes such a huge presence in a lot of newer religions. I don't know why, because like Scientology. Let's talk about Scientology. 
Um, let's not talk about Scientology. I don't want no hit out on me. You know, that's just true. That's true. I don't want anybody to come to my house and I don't want anybody to like start, you know, geotagging my um, Instagram stuff because I'm probably going to look at this and be like, here, join Dianetics. <laughs> but like, <laughs> that's exactly what Actually, happens. I'm going to catch you with those suitcases yeah, okay. like, cheese on the website. <laughs> be you. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay. So this is what it says. <laughs> Okay, so I see this now. It says that the a lot of Applewhite, which is Marshall Applewhite, was the leader of of Heaven's Gate. Heaven's but Gate. They found, um, they found that the you know Heaven's Gate cult had more of like an, an alternative to like traditional dogmas. Dogma was the word I was looking for, and like Judaism, Catholicism, and evangelical Christianity. So they, you know, a lot of people actually too. They kind of again like what we said was like try are trying to find themselves and i think if you're especially like in like the 70s or something if you're kind of going against like the established rules and you know and especially like when it's like high um like countercultural um it's like a high point of like counter counterculture <laughs> culture i guess like you would want yeah. to find something that established like that separated yourself from like your parents and like kind of like helped you establish your own identity which is why you might be interested in something like this like you are a part of like youth culture so you're trying to like you know find something that defines you rather than like defining yourself through what your parents believed in and that kind of thing but like the problem is is that you keep <laughs> these people are being manipulated in ways that do not serve them socially or economically or like physically or psychologically like it's it's all bad because there's no there's no like wiggle room in cults like you can't like even for like like a lot of like the established religions like you know Judaism Buddhism Christianity like you can make interpretations of what mm-hmm. is being said you can't make interpretations of cults like at all like in within the cult if you disagree with the cult leader in any shape or form that's not permitted yeah. because that allows free but thought I- yeah and you got to get the fuck out like like lamb <laughs> he's like mm-hmm. hey that's not a song from the future that's the cranberries <laughs> And you can't have free thought. You have to like everybody else was like, "Oh yeah, I." I they the fucked up thing is they probably all have heard that song because they are all like in their twenties and thirties and like maybe early forties. They've all heard this freaking song, but they chose to like Emperor's New Clothes that shit. <laughs> like, oh my like they had never heard it, and I'm like, "Oh yeah, oh really? Oh, that really? Is so- oh, let's sing it." Because she's like, "Oh yeah, sing with me." They all start singing along, and I'm like, dude, you know that song, then. So like, they're already like are are like screwing themselves like of their free will. Are they like Maggie has screwed them of their free will, and they're willing to like like completely go against what they know to be true, which is the song came out in the '90s. <laughs> but just like it's such a like a like a like a small thing, but like it serves to like greater manipulation because also when it it's always starts off like little things it's never like one big like ask or whatever it's never like one big like a manipulative like thing or you know you're never gonna join a cult and then be like immediately like hey we should all kill ourselves 
Like it's not. It doesn't. It doesn't work. It doesn't. Oh work. my god! Like, that seems very insensitive. I'm sorry. You know what I should say? They would never like a cult leader was never going to suggest like mass suicide off the bout, <laughs> off the like out the no. bat. Like the you know it'll be like little things. They'll they'll you know they'll fuck with your personality or they'll be like, hey, you can't get married unless you're in the cult, or hey, you're not allowed to have sex while you're in the cult, or you know like little things that you you know little tweaks in your in your everyday life that suddenly ramp up and so suddenly on it's like, hey, you know what? Is we wear pink. And Wednesdays we Wednesdays wear, we wear pink and we're gonna go catch this alien. The spaceship is coming in like two weeks, and so we're doing like we're we're we gotta go. So like they would never do that to you, but like that not off the top. I feel they had to get you your trust first because you know even for like the like the most open minded person, I feel like suggesting. <laughs> Things like that would be like a little jarring and a little bit like, hey, I don't understand why I should do this. I just joined the group. <laughs> so like I've been here since Monday and this wasn't in the in like the first meeting. You guys didn't say that. Like y'all said that I was just coming for a personality test. Like I and just got my membership packet. So I haven't even signed these forms yet. So uh, I'll I'll catch y'all when y'all get back. Whenever y'all spaceship land, I'll catch y'all in, okay? <laughs> well, you're a mess. I don't even know what part of the movie we were in anymore. <laughs> it, oh, God. Honestly, y'all, it's not much to the movie because, like, I feel like that's, like, the big, like, one of the big moments. And it happens pretty it quickly. Um, So... While like Maggie is doing all of this stuff, um, somebody from the government contacts Lorna like, "Hey, I heard that you and your babe y'all was like infiltrating this cult," and she's like, "Uh, yeah," and she was like, "So the government official is like, so you guys, you're gonna have to work with me because we want to bust them." Um, because Maggie is a liar and she has multiple felonies in like 17 states and we're trying to catch her and take her to jail. Her real name. Yeah, she's like wanted. She's wanted for like arson or something like arson and like armed robbery. I robbery. Yeah, like they don't really get too deep into it. But basically they have like a photo of her um, like kind of like um like man's Chinese theater, like that's like a recent picture. <laughs> and so it proves like she's clearly not from 2054. Um, but she's like a wanted criminal. So they're like, hey. Her um, real name is Lisa Beth. And she is from Reno. And we're looking for her. <laughs> oh, yeah. This is the only black lady in the film. If you are, you know, if you are looking for that, the government agent, yep, which I not even I do not remember her name. I don't even know if they gave her a name in the movie or is it in the credits? I don't remember. But basically she's, I think she's like from the Justice Department or something. And she's like, yeah, we're doing a bust and we need your help. Oh, because the reason why they get into this point is because, uh, is because Lorna and Peter are fighting because Lorna thinks that Peter is in love with uh maggie which it kind of feels a little like it a little bit 
Um, eh. I don't know. If like, we have 15 more minutes, maybe. Yeah, it's like quickly established, which is weird because I don't really know if like he... He doesn't really do... Well, okay, so the thing is that, you know, Maggie has, like, pulled him to the side and, like, lets him come to her room and they, like, smoke a... She smokes a cigarette. Bro, <laughs> she smoked a cigarette and she on an oxygen machine. I was like, <laughs> Maggie, you a liar. Girl. He's smoking a cigarette in a basement and she got folks growing special fruit. You can't wear no perfume. You gotta wash your butt before you meet her because you don't want to mess up her condition. And she's smoking cigarettes. And that's another thing that Greg and Vanessa taught me. <laughs> and that cult leaders make exceptions for their behavior. He, they be like, so y'all, for y'all, these are the rules, right? Mm-hmm. But for me, since y'all listen to me, I can do this. Mm-hmm. Y'all can't do it, but I can. So yeah. y'all don't do this. Yeah, it's usually it's usually like with like um in terms of like wealth too, because you know, the cult will usually cults will be like, Hey, we need you to one first of all, give us all your money. Second of all, um, any other money that you pull in, you should just give us give it to us too. Some cults are like they have it where you all live in a commune together and you go sell fruit or you sell whatever kind of um cult related merchandise <laughs> because there was one cult I can't remember what it was called but like they, they had delis or something like that and so oh, like they would take all the money from the delis like these people would be working like 12 hours a day on like on their feet all day and they would take home like nothing because they would give all the money to the cult meanwhile the cult leader is living like in a big ass house in a mansion in a mansion and or they're the cult leader will be like hey you can't have sex um no relationships none of that shit meanwhile the cult leader has like three wives and when you or or he has a wife that he started the cult with and he also is like diddling someone on the side Mm-hmm. But also, got telling, a side chain. But telling people or like that sex is immoral and all that stuff outside of marriage is immoral. Oh, the hypocrisy. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, so while Maggie is um has Peter in her room, you know she's talking about why she kicks people out because like they're sick and lazy, and you know she kicked Lamb out because she knew Christine growing up but she didn't know lamb when like in the future in the future and you know he, she was like he didn't belong here so then she pulls out this yearbook and she finds the girl a picture of the girl that is in peter's substitute class and her name is what, abigail pritchett and yep maggie says that he needs to bring abigail to her <laughs> And he's like, but what? <laughs> like he asked, okay, he does his due diligence as like a normal human being, especially someone who's like an educator. And it's like, um, no. And first of all, why would you even want, like, what, what are you asking me that for? And why? Like, what do you need to meet her for? And Maggie's like, I, sh- Abigail's important and they, um, you need to bring her to me or you can't stay in the group. So she gives him like this huge ultimatum of like kidnapping this kid. <laughs> <laughs> and and he's like, uh, ooh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. So like, <laughs> it was like a moral quandary for him. Like, I guess I I gotta do it. I, I mean, because if he like, okay, if he doesn't, I like Maggie. Okay, so if he does it, he could probably never work with children again. 
in any capacity. Oh, no. No. No, he's about to be locked up. So he's either going to, number one, be dismissed from the school and probably, like, never be able to teach again. Or they'll brand him, like, a sex offender. So he'll never be able to do, like, anything. Or he'll be, like, just have that mark on him, regardless if he's a teacher or, like, a documentary filmmaker or whatever. Um, But he keeps pressing Maggie about it. And Maggie's like, so Abigail's my mother. And I was like, no. <laughs> Maggie. Mag. Margaret. <laughs> Margaret, oh what do you say? God. So, like, Abby is, like, uh, the weird kid. We just established that. But then, like, mm-hmm. she's building, like, Lego towers. Like, she has all... Okay. Are these Legos? I'm not sure. Because they're black. Like, I don't think black Legos is like, uh, very common. But she's basically building, like, some sort of tower in her house, like, in her room. And she's, like, like obsessively building it, which I was not... They never really went into, like, why or what if, what purpose it served. Like, was it some beacon towards outer... Not outer space, but, like, to the future. Or, like, what... Like, they never... Do they, do they go into detail about this at all? Did I miss that? Or no? No. No. They didn't... Honestly, didn't say anything. Um, they honestly, like, after she says, Abigail is my mother, they kind of, like, go back to, um, Lorna and the lady from the government, like, Mm. um, she's like, uh, she wants, uh, Peter to, like, get this little girl, Abigail, and the government's lady's like, you know what they do to kids? And I'm like, no, what do they do to kids? And she didn't really specify I was like, no, so and so I what? Okay, so I thought the the point of this part, I thought they were trying to like hold her hostage, maybe because oh, like kidnappers also or... like a scene. Yeah, like hold her for ransom or something. But then I'm like, wouldn't that kick off the race war? Like, <laughs> well, not the race <laughs> war because Abigail's white, but like, <laughs> like what that? Well, like, well, kick off something isn't the whole point of like saving every like is is Abigail going to be the one to start the civil war of twenty I don't know twenty thirty or something like I don't I don't get it. So wait, how old is Maggie? Maggie's Maggie twenty four. She's like in her twenties. She looks like it. Okay, so like, well, let's say like the war of two thousand twenty. Or 2025 or some shit. Okay. Maybe. My math is shot. And maybe is it is it like um Terminator where like the Terminator gotta kill John Connor? Wait, wait, dude, does he? No, Sarah Connor. Yeah, Sarah. I don't know. I watch I watched one Terminator movie. Um, so I guess. I'm gonna be honest, I have seen I have never seen that movie, but I have a general idea. Like he has to come back from the future to kill this person somebody so like they're um so i guess the future won't turn out as shitty as it is <laughs> which is like kind of like a premise like in a lot of of is it a premise of a lot of movies i know people always do that like if you can go back in time and kill hitler would you and i'm like please don't ask me questions everybody should say yes but i feel like if you ask that question now you're gonna be like mm, you know he has some valid points Girl. And then you'd be like, so did you vote for Trump? And they'd be like, yeah, make America great again. And then you'd be like, be like mm. Or they'll be like super like white liberal and be like, well, you know, 
when everybody goes low, we got to go high. And I'm like, no, we don't, not anymore. No. no. We know that. that. Is, time is for that is past. We are, we are done. <laughs> so, but I feel like that's like a, like a thing, like a whole, like, if you go back in time to fix this thing and, or kill this person or, you know, back to the future, that shit, I don't know. <laughs> and then, yeah. I'm afraid of all answers like that in this particular timeline. Yeah. I, I feel like it's just going to be like trash garbage, an- garbage like, answers. Like, please don't give me any sort of responsibility <laughs> regarding like changing human history. I don't, I don't want it. Don't, no, no, I'm not built for it. <laughs> like, honestly, like if anybody from the future is listening to it right now, don't depend on me to do anything because I'm gonna miss that key moment. Like Brittany, like we need you to be here at exactly 10:35 and 24 seconds. Watch me be like caught up watching uh, a episode of TV that I saw like four times already, <laughs> drinking about do, and then look at the watch like damn. <laughs> like, like how I'm like almost late to work because I'm listening to Luther Vandross. Like oh who does that? <laughs> <laughs> there, I have to uh, listen to never too much again. <laughs> so there's like a Stephen King. Um, there's a Stephen King uh, novella, maybe something. <laughs> but they 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 built they not built it. Jesus Christ! They re, uh, made it into like a TV show that's like on Hulu. I cannot remember. It's like a year. It's like something something sixty three. Uh, like, eleven like, twenty. Bit sixty eleven twenty. Yeah, it's very hard. I want to. I want to say that's it. I don't know. I don't know the specifics, but basically, it's like fucking James Franco. But I think he's like sent back in time to like stop the Kennedy assassination. Is that what it is? They filmed that movie. Uh, I guess. But it's kind of like the same. Like I'm sent back to you know to fuck with the timeline to um, save us from a terrible future, but. That's a big premise. Don't count on me, y'all. Don't count on me. <laughs> please, please, please. I'm just like, future folks, don't count on me, y'all. <laughs> I'm unreliable. <laughs> yeah, we are not Maggie. I'm sorry. I'm Mm-mm. not. 112263 is what. Yeah, that's it. Okay. Why are we getting so into this? Okay, the point of this is that. <laughs> The point of this is that that you know Ab or yeah Abigail is supposedly Maggie's mother. Um, Abigail mm-hmm. is kind of the social outcast. I think she has diabetes because my uh, she's like well because she had to get something like, injected into her foot. Like her dad kind of like pulls her away from like the Lego tower and like injects her with something like in her like toe or something like that. And then like I guess he sits on the bed with her. Uh, but they never showed anything what? else. My mom was like, "Does she have diabetes or something? Like, does she need?" Ins-? But I was like, you "Why would you diabetes in your foot? Like, why would you put insulin in your foot? Is that like <laughs> I feel like we spiraled? <laughs> we were spiraled." Wait, what? Like, because okay. honest, okay, honestly, the only time I've seen somebody <laughs> get like shot in their foot is when I was watching The Corner on HBO. And Candy Alexander and Homeboy, they was strung out and they was shooting up crack in between their toes. Okay. And I like threw up. <laughs> like, <I was> like, 
<laughs> that shit always makes me kind of like. Um, <laughs> I was like, no, stop it, stop it. Stop okay, it. I think my mom is probably my mom is probably wrong, which I don't know how, but like, I don't know how she got insulin. But I was like, diabetes sounds really off for this because there's there's no there's no like explanation for for the scene either. So I'm like, what's up with what's up with Maddie? Maybe she got like, future not diabetes. What's up with Abigail? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. So, okay. Cause you usually do insulin in your finger. So like, I don't know. I, okay. My interpretation was like, there's something weird, but I always feel like there's something weird with like the dads because I was thinking like the whole story of like Peter being like abused. And I was like, oh my God, is Maggie or not? Oh, God damn it. Is, is Abigail being abused by her father? But then like, they don't really go into it. So I'm like, what is happening with this? whole scene like her whole story doesn't make any sense like they don't really flesh it out enough to make it have any real meaning yeah other than like she's maggie's mother supposedly but they don't really go Mm. into depth enough so now i'm like well you know mom why did you say it was insulin it wasn't insulin Insulin their foot. Like, what are you talking about? I was like, is this drugs? Maybe, you know. Yeah, could be that rock candy, I guess. Oh, no. Do kids call crack that? That's what I'm going to circle crack. (laughs) Oh, heroin. Sorry. Oh, (laughs) yeah. Ooh, but no. Ooh. I don't mm. know. The whole scene kind of seems seems like out of place. I don't know what we're (laughs) going to We spiraled. I'm we sorry. This this episode, it's not a lot of movie to talk about, guys. Oh, you know so, what? Okay, the black lady's name is Carol. Check my oh, note. Okay, she, she does get named in the movie, so thank you. Okay, so Carol is like they go. I guess I assume they're going to kidnap this kid. We really mm-hmm. don't know. Um, I assume like they didn't even say if she tried to do this before. They were just like do you know what she's going to do to the kid? And I'm like, no. And they're also like, we don't either. And I was like, okay, I guess. <laughs> yeah, they just kind of make a, like a quick cut. And I'm like, okay, are you going to, are we to assume that this is going to be like some sort of hostage situation or like an indoctrination into the, like what's going to happen? But then also I think it relates back to the scene where like Joanne and Lorna, they, they're they hiking somewhere and like they go off onto like private property and Joanne has like set up like a, a makeshift like gun range, which <laughs> like, like you're in the hills somewhere of like California and you have like a makeshift gun range and you're she teaches Lorna how to shoot and she says like it's important yeah. to know like she's like actually like instructing her. So I guess it's it the the government has some sort of like they they feel like at least from my interpretation it's a terrorist organization like either it's a terrorist organization or it's a um some sort of like like armed militia or something like that like or maybe it's like a like a like a patty Hearst situation like a simonese liberation army or something where they're like gonna all get together and then rob a bank (laughs) or something like that I don't know. They never go into it, so we never know like what they're planning at all. We we like okay, I guess, girl. Like, what's okay? 
expose her. Expose her. <laughs> and they don't. They, this is kind of like wild, wild country too, where they all start like <laughs> becoming sharpshooters and then end up like killing a, or trying to kill a man. That was a Ooh, wild bro. documentary. Please, everybody watch that uh, documentary. I watched like one episode and I was like, oh, Sheila, you wild, girl. Yeah. Also, Sheila, why are you not in jail right now still? Like, I know you did some time, but they, baby I girl. Think, I think they like explained it like later. Like somehow she got, uh, she got out of it. I can't remember how. It seemed very complex from what I remember. But yeah, because the, the lady who shot the, the, or tried to shoot somebody, like she went to jail for like four years. Mm-hmm. But then she got out. Because like her her like kid was dying or something, but um, so yeah, so where are we? So I guess Peter is trying to he's decided he's gonna kidnap Abigail because <laughs> true love or whatever I don't know. So <laughs> so he so Lorna comes back and he's like, you know what? You're right. We should totally kidnap the kid, but we should do it in, like a public place with like a camera. And, like, we can use this for, like, the documentary. Like, I feel like Peter has been like, yo, fuck the documentary. <laughs> At this point in time. Like, this, is, this is me now. This is what I do now. Yeah. This like is it, me. I'm just, throwing up apples, and this is my life. <laughs> Lord. And, um, and so, like, they should, okay, they have a scene at Maggie's house. Maggie's house. The basement. And... Maggie has everybody eating worms. She's like, like live this worms. is going to be delicious. Like, she ate it like a gummy worm, bruh. Oh, dude. Okay, so like, <laughs> she, the reason why she, her reasoning for this is that in, she has everybody fasting, which is another thing in cults, is that they will have people, um, they'll like ration people's food or like limit their their food intake. And to the point where they're like kind of delirious a little bit and like they're not getting enough food and nutrients. So they're not like they end up not thinking as clearly. And so they they basically get reduced to like. Thinking about doing work for the group, but then they're also like so out of it that they can't think beyond like eating, maybe like they they don't have enough, like enough strength to make cognitive decisions. I'm <laughs> like, hey, why am I being starved right now? Like, what purpose does this serve at all? Because they're so out of it. And plus, when they're, like, doing a lot of, like, hard labor, so, like, that coupled with each other, like, it keeps people, like, in a, like, kind of almost like a zombified state where, like, they can't, they can't think for themselves. Again, all of this, like, works towards, like, the, the loss of, like, free will and thought and being able to, like, make rational decisions. Because if you're able to make rational decisions, you probably wouldn't do this. <laughs> <laughs> and not to say like fasting for a week is is enough to make you not do rational decisions, but like it's 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 kind of like a, a like a like a slope, I guess. In the terms of in the context of a cult, it's kind of like a, a like a like a slippery slope. Like hey, hey, we need to fast to you know purify ourselves, or hey, hey, you we don't need food, y'all don't need food. The for the betterment of the group. You know, you have to share with all of your your other cult mates. So don't be greedy. It's unbecoming, <laughs> and and God would not permit it. Or <laughs> Maggie would not permit it. So <laughs> so she offers them all live like live worms. She eats one. Lorna's like, "Hey, girl, I'm a vegan. Yeah. I'm a vegan. Yeah. 
I'm a vegan, so I don't do it. Peter eats the worm. Like, of in course a way he does. That makes me. He's Adam eating Girl. that apple, Ashley. But the way he ate That's- the worm is so upsetting because he kind of like slurped it like spaghetti, but he kind of like made this face <laughs> like. <laughs> but he also made this face like, hmm, yes, I'm, 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 you know. I'm trying to impress you, Maggie. I I, I like, ate the worm with no hesitation. I'm uh, you know, I'm doing my part for the group. This he like this doc finna be lit. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I think he like forgot about the documentary entirely. Like, <laughs> like what documentary? I didn't even I didn't even wear my weird glasses this time. I don't even know. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but Maggie's so like Maggie's wants to tell him. Maggie's like, you're going to begin a journey, but I won't be with them. Which, girl, you're going to make them do all this shit. And you're like talking about, hey, you're going to have to fight and, and work and and defend yourselves from the, the impending doom of the future. But I won't be with you. I've done my teaching. I'm on my way. And I'm like, are you on your way to scam somebody else? Like, what are you about to do? Are you about to go break probs? Yes. She yep. never really, like, yeah. I don't even... I don't even know like what her plans were. I guess to um, aside from like meeting Abigail, but like what was the plan after that? And she's like, "Oh well, if you need me, just get still and hear the sound of my voice." And I'm like, "Ah, tie into the title." There you go. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So they um. <laughs> Peter's like, "Hey, so hey, Klaus, we have to do the 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 drop off." <laughs> We have to meet Abigail outside. And Klaus is like, Maggie can't go outside because of her compromised immune system. And it's like, well, Peter's like, I don't have any other choice. I can't really, like, bring her to the house. <laughs> we need to do this, like, outside. And it's like, take it or leave it. And so they agree. So this next scene, Peter is walking down the street with a knife. <laughs> and my mom was watching this yeah. with me at this point, And she's like, how is he walking down the street with a knife? And I was like, mom, he's white. <laughs> you're just like walking on the street like this big not like a butcher knife but it's like a decent size like a five inch knife or whatever and so he goes and pops somebody's tires which is the teacher's tires so he pops her tires so he can be the sub on the field trip and uh and meanwhile like lorna and carol are like plotting to like intercept them I'm like this is how we're gonna do it and like my mom and me were both kind of like, is she really like a Justice Department, like a member of the Justice Department? Because what if Carol was from the future as well? Boom, Carol's from the future. Boom, there you go. Oh lord, <laughs> Carol's from the future. <laughs> and they have one black person in the future, and it's Carol, and Carol, she came back. You have to carry us all. It's just Carol. It's just Carol. Just Carol. Carol survived the race war of 2019. And she all we got right now. Bruh, I hope they don't make America great again, bruh. Like, I hope they don't. Oh, Oh, God. We cannot afford to make America great again. Guys. So, y'all tell Kanye. We can't do it. Oh, Kanye don't want to be saved. Don't save her. <laughs> you don't want to be saved. I don't want to be saved. 
<laughs> that was my shit when I was we old. That was my shit when I was we school, old. Man. <laughs> For the youth, that was Project Pat, guys. Yes. For the youth. Oh God, that was a great. So. That's on Spotify. Go get it. <laughs> so, um, but apparently, Carol is a part of the Justice Department because they. Do basically they have this plan where they're gonna like like one of the cult members is going to watch the kids somehow. I don't know how she decides, like they're going to a museum, it's like a field trip, which is how they get Abigail at the school. And one of the cult leaders is like, Oh, well, the plans are changed. We're gonna like we're gonna take her out this other entrance, so we're not gonna do it in public. And I was like, Lord, how you gonna get finesse like this already? So the the one lady, she goes and watches the class but I was like how are you gonna watch the class like won't kids tell like be able to tell that you're not their teacher like kids are kids are a lot but kids are not dumb <laughs> in the way of like you know no. especially like with they're so like perceptive that. they yeah. roast you by accident like yeah they were like they what are you like... doing here with that pilgrim outfit girl <laughs> who are you like so tt why are you not married uh mind your business okay kid? <laughs> kids really do just like, be jumping into my, it your business <laughs> how come you ain't got no kids mind your business okay <laughs> oh god so they so we okay peter pulls maggie to the side or not maggie sorry peter pulls abigail out through like this side sort of entrance like in a weird spot of the museum and like maggie's there with like her her veil or some shit and um oh she's like a shawl and so they both take off like like her and abigail both take off their like little hats because abigail's like always in this like red hat and they do the secret handshake which i don't know why it's supposed to be like like a big deal because i'm like this is such a basic ass playground handshake <laughs> like any like secret handshake that you know kids would have which it turns out it is abby's see no yes abby's secret handshake like she's like how do you even know that like i made that up and i think maggie's about to like tell her and then the cops bust in and haul, Ma- <laughs> haul maggie's ass away <laughs> all sirens sound like that to me now Thanks, Bob. <laughs> they like take Maggie away, and they um, they one the cult members kind of like Klaus and the other lady. They come like they like Peter, you're a traitor, and like Lorna is there, and like clearly it's Lorna who you know she orchestrated the whole thing with Carol, but nobody knows that. And they're like, well, good thing we have an attorney on call. Let's go call them. And like, okay, so many cults have attorneys. Like so many cults have attorneys. Sometimes like, like members are attorneys. Members like do in a wild, wild country. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, they yeah, had the old boy. He was like, "Yeah, I left my like law office and I moved to this cult, bruh, and it was lit. Like we did X, Y, and Z. We wore our red. We had parties, bruh. Mm-hmm. People were fainting like it was a Michael Jackson concert. It was <laughs> a really good time. <laughs> I'm like." Was it a really good time? Tell me more about it, Mr. Lawyer Man. <laughs> yeah, he was like a what, like a high powered lawyer, like really, really like I guess well known, like in the LA area, and he like dropped everything and like went to go live in Oregon with, you know, 
with my mom Sheila and, and everybody else. <laughs> so like, <laughs> but they always have like attorneys on deck. I think um, the good people the, of, you know, Tom Cruise's crew have <laughs> attorneys on deck. And uh, so Abby's like, well, who the hell was that? And there's like a montage or whatever of stuff. And then Peter's like, I, I, I don't know. And so he, you can tell he kind of like, he's kind of shook, but also being like, was she really from the future? Like, I think it's supposed to be like ambiguous, but like, I, I don't feel like it was like, that's the ending. Basically. <laughs> I don't feel like it was. Yeah. That thing. Yeah, the movie just cut off like boop, you know? yeah, basically. Like, oh, oh. It's like Peter smiling to himself. Okay. I mean, like, oh, maybe she was from the but it doesn't matter because she's in jail. So, like, <laughs> so. or is she? Did Carol take her and kill her and then prevent it something from happening in the future? Girl, that's what happened. Sound there of my you voice go. Too. Carol, not real. The, the Carol Chronicle. <laughs> <laughs> so much today what are we going through today <laughs> through it we going through it we're, we're going having through it. it we're having some time so like my mom was like i think she wanted like she said that i think maggie wanted abby for her organs and i was like oh that's a that's wild that is wild but i think my mom also because I don't, well, my mom still thinks that, that Abby had diabetes, but, like, I don't think that's right. <laughs> so. I mean, if Abby had diabetes or some kind of future disease, mm-hmm. Maggie wouldn't want those organs because, you know, they faulty. Exactly. That's so like somebody like- saying, oh, Brittany, we want your brain. I'm like, bruh, this thing, <laughs> this scramble, <laughs> this got migraines, this got issues. You don't want this. You got to get a healthy brain. Nobody else. <laughs> I think. So guys, yeah. get my brain. FYI. You don't want it. <laughs> I think like my, I think my mom's kind of her, her whole, like her whole theory is, is off. But um, yeah, my thing, I think was just like the, the, I kept thinking like Patty Hearst. I don't know why. I think it's just the whole, like the armed militia kind of aspect of it made me kind of think of that um but i don't know it's like kind of weird because it's like like this i feel like this movie was better because there were there's more like insight into the cult into the cult leader and kind of like what their whole supposed motivations are which i'm always into but like also like a lot of it was kind of like half formed and like not necessarily (laughs) Not necessarily right, like, out. yeah, like not fleshed out. And then also, I don't know. I don't know. There's just, there was some parts that could have been a little better or at least a little bit more like, I guess there's more, they need some drama, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Like it tried to amp up the tension Mm-hmm. Like it tried to make ten- like tension within the story mm-hmm. by introducing Carol and like her mission for whatever her plan was. Yeah, but honestly, there wasn't any tension when you think about it. Yeah, um, because 
no one really was negatively affected by the cult. No. It, there was like minor, like very minor um friction between um Peter and um Lorna. Mm-hmm. And that was it. Like they were just arguing and then it didn't really come to anything. Like even if they had broken up for like broken up, broken up and um Peter was smoking cigarettes in the basement with Maggie all the time. <laughs> that would have been something because y- you could have seen Peter get like so engrossed with, I felt like it, Peter should have been more engrossed with Maggie mm-hmm. and maybe he usurped Klaus, 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 Klaus. Yeah. yeah. And like ha- take, like got so close to her that he kind of take, takes over his role. That could have been something. Yeah. Um, like he's moving up in the cult and becoming a number two and maybe you could have found some more like clarity in whatever the mission of the cult was in general mm-hmm. it's like you're preparing for a future but you know you're preparing for a future of struggle and war and famine but you're not really doing that stuff like you're seeing the cranberries you ate worms and you threw up an apple oh god like that's what you're doing oh and two people learn how to shoot a gun Mm -hmm. one of those people already knew how to shoot a gun so like and y'all go home like a day of school like this is a a Saturday retreat y'all go home (laughs) it's I mean, I guess well now, like now that we like talk through it, like I honestly don't know what, like I don't know how I feel about it either, mm-hmm. because I, 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 I liked it. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like a oh yeah, like you, I'm gonna say like you have to see this movie, yeah, or like it's something i'm gonna try to trick people into watching like i always do <laughs> it's i mean like if it if you find it if you're curious about it i mean you can watch it yeah it, it has a lot of potential i feel like it has a lot of potential and i honestly would be interested in seeing what um the director and brit wanted to do with it mm-hmm. um because so it was supposed to be like a trilogy. So this was supposed to be the first movie in that trilogy. So I would have like like to see more tension, more drama. Like what happens after she gets locked up? Ooh, does like Carol take her to future jail? And like like what happens? Yeah, um, they don't really they don't really talk about like I guess what happens next or like. You know, is there a news report? Like, what happens with the documentary? Does the documentary come out? Do they, <laughs> like, what? Uh, <laughs> like, they don't really go into, like, enough, like, we keep saying this, but they don't really go into, like, enough, like, I guess, explaining, which, I mean, it helps to leave stuff, like, ambiguous. Like, I'm not, I'm never against, like, leaving stuff in, like, the ending or whatever. Like, what happened? Like, we don't have to, like, have everything explained, but, like, it kind of just leaves, like, a lot of unanswered questions that maybe should have been answered should have been answered 
Yeah, and then like I feel like like I I gave the movie like a good like I guess score on my letterbox, but I don't know. It it definitely is good because it's it's not the same sort of thing where you're like either you're already out of the cult so you're dealing with all the like emotional and like psychological trauma behind that and it's not like the wicker man where it's <laughs> where it's like a little like different from like being like a like a true like destructive cult so I don't know. I feel like there was like little details that could have been added to help. Maybe like if we could have seen more with like the Justice Department. But I didn't just think that Carol was just dropped in out of nowhere. Honestly, I don't think Carol legit for real, honestly. No. Well, she got the cops, though. I mean, honestly, Carol could have pretended to be like a white lady in distress. And all those <laughs> cops would have shown up. Mm. Like all she had to do was put on her phone voice. Like, so uh I am at this park and there is exactly two black people and they looked in my direction and now I'm upset. Oh like you could get the cops anywhere if you do that, sadly. This is the America that we live in, guys. Mm. Um <laughs> but I don't I don't know. I it it leaves you wanting a lot more, like mm-hmm. a lot more movie, mm. a lot more explanation for a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. We have like a I don't know, like a C plus. We don't really rate things. It's a cute C plus, I would say. I agree. Yeah. It's cute. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean that's that's we <laughs> we've laughed about cults. I feel like we are insensitive. Sorry, guys. I mean, honestly, if you have uh, family members in a cult or like you were in a cult, um, we're we're sorry. Okay, that's the um, thing about Wild Wild Country, too, is like everything in the with the Rajneeshis and then with like the townspeople who are like pissed about the Rajneeshis being there, there's, like, a lot of similarities in their, like, kind of, like, distrust of each other. And I'm like, aren't y'all both, like, kind of cults in one way or another? Because, like, y'all are, like, an all-white neighborhood (laughs) with the guy who, like, Mm. started Nike, like, being pissed about the Rajneeshis, too. So trying to, like, mount a campaign against them. I was like, aren't we just all sort of... Y'all are just, like, kind of, like, two sides of the same coin a little bit. (laughs) You know, Ashley, the townspeople were like hikey racist. Oh uh, like, yeah, they definitely were like, uh, oh, what did he like that one dude? I think he was like the mayor, like the current mayor or something. He could he like mispronounced uh, Manon Sheila's name like on purpose, and I was like, bitch, you don't deal with this for like you know ten years or whatever, and then be like mispronouncing names and shit. You know what her name is. <laughs> so she she made like, sure you knew what her name was, oh, yeah. bruh. She was not for the bullshit. No. <laughs> yeah. It was about that life, <laughs> She really was. She's like, I'll burn this bitch down to the ground. <laughs> like, she was on the news. <laughs> talking about tough titties and shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. like you're gonna fuck with us. We're gonna fuck with you. She y'all. was about to. I don't think we know anybody else more about it than my non Sheila. Because she was. She was about that life. 
Yeah, I have never. I was still. I would be like in the living room, be like, "Good lord, lady." <laughs> he, he was about. He was oh. about that. And like with the comparison of like cults, like they also. I've seen people like compare certain cults to like like the structure and hierarchy to like other. I guess institutions within America. Like I know, like which one was it? Like they compared to like the military, where there's like a different like hierarchical structure where you like you take somebody's like instructions like without fail and you you act upon them and you don't really give like a like a big thought to it. And usually people who do give certain thoughts to um what they've been asked in the military usually are <laughs> are not asked back to the military. So I always think that's interesting. Like, I feel like you could have a cult, like, like there's like a cult-like structure in many different in places. a lot of, like, organizations. Mm-hmm. And you know where a place that you will likely see, like, cult-like behavior way more often? In mm-hmm. Greek letter organizations. Oh, no. I did not know that. <laughs> oh, no. Like, Especially like, you know, I ain't, ain't gonna spill everybody tea, but um, <laughs> you gotta you gotta do certain stuff. You gotta do stuff. Like, are you, are you talking about like in like in getting into it, like online and stuff like that? Yeah, like you gotta do some stuff, and like you you know, like with especially you see it more often with like white frats. When they have like, yeah, but this mountain dude with your butthole and stuff like that. Like, like your your individual um individuality is like stripped from you while you're being created into this organization and you Mm -hmm. can't like really speak up for yourself. Like you're a part of this group now, so you have to do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah. Yeah. I never pledged, but like I considered it for a while, but then, like, my art degree took over, and I didn't have time to like eat, <laughs> much less than like actually like go out and like go to like you know meetings and stuff and meet other you know the different organizations and that kind of thing. Um, but like I remember like the white girls in our um, like freshman year, they're all talking about Russia Re- Week is so weird. Like it's such a weird concept to me because. I remember my roommate was white and she was, I was like, why are these girls going down the block, like all dressed up? Like, where are they going? And she was like, oh yeah, it's rush week. Like they're going to like the sororities and stuff. And I was like, what? Like, yeah. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, and she was like, oh, you know, like they marked down girl, they pick three. They don't have just like one organization they want to join. They have three. And they're like, if you don't pick it for this one, I guess they can be in this one. And I was like, so we don't do that. Like, I was like, okay, so guys, I went to HBCU, so like the honestly, like some aspects of like a PWI, I'm like, this is interesting. Like, this happened. Oh my god, yeah. So I honestly have no concept of like Rush Week. I have no idea what. If, what it's, goes on with it's that. like a I guess or it's like a pop like a popularity contest like you go and you meet like all of the girls in the organization and because she didn't pledge she was like I'm not into any of that so like I have very little knowledge of this but like my basic understanding is that you go 
and you meet all these people and like you talk to them and they're like from all different, you know, I guess organizations, which I don't really know how many white organizations there are because there are a ton compared to the nine, the nine that we have. Because I told her that too. And I was like, hey, so we have nine. <laughs> we have nine. And that is not all men. And all, like we have very little. You come into college and you know pretty much I want to be in this organization. I want to be in this organization. There is no like either or you don't get to decide to be like i want to be an ak but if i don't get to be an ak i'll be adult that doesn't know how that works <laughs> there's like i can't even imagine that don't do that i can't even imagine don't i can't even that. i was like there's, there's like there's not even like there's not even like there's no room to think like that at all so, Ooh, God, so, don't do that. but basically like God. the girls so the, like the white girls will go to like a like a house or whatever and they'll meet all the all the people, and I guess they like have like their card that will say like I want to be in this organization or this one or yo know, if I don't get in these two, I guess I'll do like this you know my third choice. <laughs> and so I guess they get picked. <laughs> like if the girls like them enough, they'll get picked, or they feel like they'll fit in enough. But I don't know the differences between the organizations because there's so many. Whereas like in black organizations the personalities and like they what they're like striving for for the most part like it's it's very set <laughs> like usually like if somebody's like a Q they have like they fit like a certain set of things and sometimes it's like stereotypical but like you're like hey that dude's a Q hey that person is a delta you know like it's kind of like that or that person's an alpha like it it, it makes it there's categories that make sense whereas like in in white organizations i'm like what is there like any distinction between it or no is like is there anything else you have to do besides rush week is it just a week <laughs> like you're just in i guess if you pay your dues or you pay like whatever hefty fee then it doesn't matter so but i didn't i never thought about it that way i never i never I never got to the pledging part of of that uh, part of college. I know my uncle and my dad both pledged in their respective years, and it sounded crazy. <laughs> Barely, they went to my mom's house and were like hiding out <laughs> <laughs> during like when they were online. They had to do something, and this was like I don't know, like in the late 80s early 90s so like you didn't have a cell phone <laughs> so people had to like find you <laughs> I guess oh, they went to just my mom's yeah. house and just like hit out for the night I think and I was like yikes so <laughs> so I'm actually a member of a black preclutter organization I'm not gonna say which one but <laughs> if y'all can guess it I would really like to hear your guesses <laughs> but don't say the wrong one because I'm gonna be offended okay <laughs> <laughs> my god I had to put a little bass in my voice don't say the wrong one because I'm going to be very offended okay so, so make the right make the right guess so make the right guess <laughs> <laughs> don't pick the wrong one or <laughs> don't pick the wrong one please okay and if you okay. think you're going to pick the wrong one just don't guess I guess <laughs> don't, don't do it I'll do it so <laughs> I guess that that wraps up um sound of my voice from 2011. Do we have recommendations? Uh, um 
actually don't like usually I would recommend a movie that executes like the idea a little better but mm-hmm. I have yet to come across like a cult movie that is not about like a satanic cult or like a um destructive cult like um for example the sacrament which is basically based on jim jones and jonestown so Mm -hmm. i mean if you are looking for a i guess if you are looking for like what's a found footage cult movie you could watch the sacrament Mm -hmm. it's on netflix i'm eh, but eh, i don't have any yeah what about you I don't really have any either. Most of the things I watch about cults are like documentaries. Oh, watch Wild Wild Country. Yeah, watch Wild Wild Country. Um, there's, I mean, there's lots of them. Going Clear. Oh yeah, Going oh. Going Clear. That's on HBO. Um, yeah, most of the movies that I find like when we Google about cults are like, don't watch Children of the Corn. I'm sorry, don't do it. Watch. Who lives behind the rose? Yeah, watch Children of the Corn. Don't do that. I would say. Oh, the one we were thinking about watching was Martha, Marcy, May, and Marlene. Yes. But I think it's like like a post-cult life. Yeah, like somebody who flees the cult and how they kind of reacclimate to, like, daily life. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that might be interesting. But, yeah, yeah. because usually people are, like... Hey, I don't want to do anything about this. I don't want to talk about this. But some people write like books and stuff. Like they'll tell, like they'll detail like their time in the call and like if they were like, I don't know, like deprogrammed or something. Um, I wonder if Peter needs to be deprogrammed. Um, probably. I feel like deprogramming is like really weird. Like it's so like like uh, uh, like kidnapping. It's- yeah, it's kidnapping. <laughs> it's definitely like kidnapping. But then it's like one of those things like where you can't really there's no other opportunity to break the person's whole like dependency on the cult without like isolating them. Again, it's more isolation. It's like just people like ice like being isolated either by the cult or by like some dude in like a room and by who's hired by your parents to like break you, basically, and be like, Hey, what you're doing is wrong. And I'm gonna tell you why. So, um, the deprogramming doc, I think, is still on Netflix. It's all right. It's not like that great. Although there is like a they talk about a black deprogrammer who got like Ooh. sued a bunch of times. Like that, a lot of the deprogramming stuff like ended like in the 80s because people were, like getting, they were like getting sued by, um, I guess people's parents or something. I don't know. Um, I can't really remember like the 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 details, but I know he like stopped. <laughs> that dude was so like he was like such like your old like uncle kind of thing because he had like <laughs> they were like in his house and he's talking about how he used to like you know deprogram people and how like you know basically they had like locked in rooms and like wouldn't let them leave, which is kind of scary. But then they were at his house and he had like all these like. <laughs> Barack Obama <laughs> like things in oh, his house. <laughs> I think he was wearing I think he was wearing an Obama shirt, but then he was also like he had like a like a refrigerator magnet with like his face on it. And then I think he had like a framed <laughs> picture of Barack Obama. Like it's a lot. So I was like, though, this is like your uncle's house. Like like what your, your, <laughs> your uncle is kind of like 
low key a cat daddy with like a <laughs> like a fedora. Oh, um, <laughs> was it like a picture of him in a wicker chair in the back, like in the background, just like him sitting in a wicker chair? I can't remember like what the the picture, but he had like a lot of stuff. Because I remember I was like, wait, I. We are showing different parts of this man's house. I keep seeing like an Obama picture in everyone. <laughs> like... <laughs> but yeah, I guess I guess any um any documentary on Netflix, I mean, it's good. But just like keep like a I guess I would say if you do watch the documentaries, like keep like an open mind in terms of the the rights of the cult members, both past and current i guess because there's a lot of manipulation that goes into it and i know everybody's like well i would never be manipulated like that like even myself i'm like this all sounds fucking stupid but you know get caught up just like peter people get caught up all the time um it doesn't have to be you know people who believe in ufos it could be literally anything um so yeah, just you know, if you do decide, you know, give I guess the the members some slack, especially because I always see like on Letterbox too, when I look at like reviews of, like these documentaries, it's like, well, how could you even think about getting involved? Like, duh, it's a scam. And I'm like, are you kidding me? People get scammed every day. I just read something the other day about people getting scammed, paying people for weave with so, like, thirty dollar hot dog okay $30 hot dog water that's some white people shit but also like you know people can scam for weave <laughs> people can scam for all kinds of stuff <laughs> it's not funny but it's like Christ are we doing this my god <laughs> just you know but yeah but definitely watch Wild Wild Country just start there <laughs> So, I guess that's about it. Yeah. Um, you can find us online at blackgirlfilmclub.com. Um, I'm going to get it right <clears throat> this time. Mm-hmm. We're also on Twitter mm-hmm. at BLK Girl Film Club. Yes. Um, we actually like really like. Like, we need to get more active, um, but we really appreciate people for, like, following us and interacting and recommending our, you know, show to other listeners. Like, mm-hmm. we really, really do appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can always find us on iTunes and SoundCloud. If you do listen to us on um, iTunes, like, we would love for you guys to leave a review even if you're like, mm, so I didn't like how they spend 20 minutes laughing. Um, <laughs> I mean, we may not use it, but, you know, we really appreciate your opinion. Yeah, but even even, even like yeah. if you, you know, if you have like some suggestions, if you have like, you know, a movie you want us to do, like you can either say like that, like you can Ooh. tell us, you know. We always want to, like, make the show better because we're already, like, on our 10th episode, which is kind of crazy. But, like, any way we can, like, improve or make it more enjoyable for everybody. Because, I mean, me and Brittany are just, like, cutting up here, basically. But we want we want people to like the show. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, we want more involvement with everybody. And, you know, we know there's yeah, some... Yeah, we're funny, bro. Like, <laughs> don't mean it too long horror, but at the same time, yeah, we're funny. So, <laughs> like... 
I just want you to know. I we know that there's some some black girl film hoes out there. So like <laughs> we should have called the we should have called the podcast Black Girl Film Ho. <laughs> A new podcast. Wait, podcast, podcast. Oh my god. With your host Greg and Vanessa. Okay, well Greg be the one that hosted and he was talking about real life. <laughs> real eyes, real eyes, real eyes. <laughs> oh my god, y'all go listen to cults. It's it's on you every go listen to cults? Yes. <laughs> it's a podcast podcast. <laughs> We've been referencing it like every other like t- <laughs> minute on the air. <laughs> We're just giving fucking Greg and Vanessa like free promo. <laughs> <laughs> They come new episodes every Tuesday. Yes. On next week's episode, they're going to be talking about uh, some really intense, like the last couple episodes have been really intense. I was like, (gasps) my word. (laughs) Dude, the thing about the Moonies, like I've been waiting for that one because there was a guy on Leah Remini's um, show. It was like the finale and he was a Moonie and he, which I think is like the the reunification church was like the official name, but they're called Moonies because like the the leader was like some young moon. Um, mm-hmm. so they talked about it and he was like, yeah, he got deprogrammed, which I think was like crazy, and he kind of like went into the thing. He's like, yeah, basically, like if you had told me to kill myself for the Moonies, I would have. And I was like, yo, mm. that's scary because that's right. like a like a thing. Because they would, like, if you um, ever find yourself in a position where you were thinking that you were about to be deprogrammed or, like, attempted deprogramming or, like, any of that, they would tell you to, like, find a way to take your life, which is insane. And I don't know if anybody has had done it. Um, I didn't get, like, that far in my research because the whole, like, two episodes, like, kind of skewed me out. Like, I don't know why. I've been okay with, like, all the other episodes. But then I was like, hey, I'm getting a little jittery. <laughs> and so I put up, I put up watch or listening to, like, the second half of the episode just because I was like, yo, this is too much. Um, but, yeah, like, that, they um, would tell people to, like, find a way to sacrifice yourself because it's better to have died being like a member of the true family than being like a walking Judas. And I was like, yo, that's like some heavy shit. So I guess if you're like, you know, a little sensitive to that stuff, uh, you know, maybe don't listen to those <laughs> episodes. Um, yeah. And yeah, those, these last couple episodes have been like really intense, <laughs> like Brittany said. And, um, they're, oh my god, they talked about the um they talked about the do you remember the one the last year where they the that group of people got married to their guns? Uh what? Do you remember that? That uh, was that was them, but like it's no. like a faction of the reunification church, which I think is called something else now. Yeah, they had to rebrand. Yeah, there's like after after Reverend Moon died, they had to like do, but yeah, that was like a. I remember they had like all these girls and like flower crowns and like AK 47s, and like they had like a ceremony when they got married. <laughs> I am not even kidding you. That was like a thing. Okay. So, oh, culture, culture out here, and they're scary, and 
manipulation is crazy. So, you know, realize, 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 realize. Realize. <laughs> I can't believe that. <laughs> oh my Real God. Lies. Real lies. Okay, <laughs> let me stop. Let me stop. I agree. Oh God. <laughs> Okay. So, so thank you guys for listening, and we'll let you know what we're going to be covering in July. Oh we God. have some ideas. to work them out. Yes. I'm so sorry oh, for y'all so for yeah, putting up so, with us. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Bye, guys.